Hey. How you doing? I'm doing freaking amazing. Finally feeling, <laughs> feeling awesome. I see. I see. Yeah, I, I, I was enjoying you twerking on Clapper. Probably <laughs> like it was hot. Hey, I try, I try to keep it PG, though. I always have my yoga pants on. I don't be doing them booty shorts. I save that for the fan page. Oh, my goodness. Well, shit, well, you got a nice ass in the yoga pants. What are you talking about? <laughs> I lost half of it. Being sick with damn COVID, this COVID shit took my booty away. Oh my god! I'm glad to see you okay with that. How was that? Um, you know, the first time was way, way worse than the second time. The first time was Mm -hmm. way, way worse. I was sick for like six weeks. I couldn't. I felt. I kept waking up feeling like I was drowning. I couldn't even sleep laying down. Mm -hmm. This time was was crazy in its own self, but not like that, man. Mm -hmm. This time it was just like. Uh, for like two days, my ears felt like I was driving through the mountains. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And you know how like when you're driving through the mountains, you got to keep swallowing so your ears will pop. And then there mm-hmm. was like so much like pressure behind my eyes and like up mm-hmm. in the base of my nose. And um, it just wouldn't go away. And then it felt yeah. like congestion, but it wouldn't come out. It wasn't going anywhere. And mm-hmm. then... Man, I was just so zapped. Like I just felt like the life was being sucked out of me. Um, was you va- Was you vexed? No, no. Okay. You really want to talk about that? <laughs> no, no, not not really. Out this piece, like I said, because I mean, not because to me, at the end of the day, the 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 reason why you was able to get through it a little bit easier this go the second go around because you kind of built up a little bit of immunity to it. People don't even realize that. Right. That's but, that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, you gotta build up an immunity to it to a certain extent because even with the vax, because I am planning to get my vaccine, um, both because of my job, I kind of got no choice. But to me, like I like I tell anybody, it's your choice, and we sh- and you should not alienate those who choose not to because that'd be wrong. Oh well, I don't think it's gonna be our choice that. for much longer, especially with. Oh, them there goes the our partner. That- He's coughing. <laughs> you say he's coughing. Hello. he's coughing. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. We were just chatting up, waiting for you to come on. Awesome. Good deal. No doubt. No doubt. So, people, this is a special smoke episode. And remember, I told you before I said this is going to be one of the places where the Rise move will be discussed for the most part. And I am here with two special people that are a part of this great project. And please introduce yourselves. All right, Cynthia, you want to go first? (laughs) I will. I'm Cynthia Taser. You guys probably heard me ramble on like a crazy person when I was on tour talking about um, my background and Mm -hmm. how I came about being in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, David is my uh, producer. I'm the associate producer. Um, It's actually called Rise Girls Movie. Um, there's okay. a lot of there's a lot of rise movies out there, but this is yeah. going to be the best one, guaranteed. Um, David uh, found me on Clapper, and um, which is amazing <laughs> social media app. Let me just oh, say, oh yes, I love it. Um, I, I have I've only been on there for two months, or sorry, for five months, and I already have two business opportunities that I have accepted, mm. and that are just freaking amazing. And I mean, almost 30,000 followers in five months. I don't know where else you're going to get that. I have a lot of videos over 109,000 views. And that, that was when I was a, a baby clapper. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still a baby clapper. And you, sir? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, um, I am David K. Jaru. I'm from South Louisiana, United States, of course, and uh, around Baton Rouge, of course. And uh, I am a producer and a director, filmmaker. Um, also, I'm a paramedic and firefighter and we love doing our emergency services and everything oh, yes. too. Fe- fellow, fellow fellow uh health provider the hell are how you doing yeah. yes sir that's right yes sir that's right it's, it's a tight-knit community just like the filmmaking yeah. community is oh yes and uh so so my, you know paramedic has always been my first love but i've um, also been doing movies and uh and videos for almost as long like 30 years i've been a 30-year paramedic and doing videos and films for about 26 years mm-hmm. okay most definitely so let's talk about the project how did the project come about 
Yes. So this is a great question, uh, Kavanaugh. So basically, it goes back to the mid 2000s. Okay, so let's take us uh, to Syria and Mm -hmm. uh, let's take us to ISIS. Or if you remember, you're reading the news stories and watching the news stories about when ISIS was taking over Syria and and Mm -hmm. Afghanistan and other places. They would go into the communities and they would wreak havoc on the women and they would Mm -hmm. murder the men. They would rape the women and they would torture some of our people, our soldiers, you remember, and they would. The you know the Taliban is just horrible. They hate women. They uh, they hate um, anything having to do with the with the modern. Uh, oh yes, we seeing that right now. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. This film is prophetic. I wrote this film in about 2016, and if you'll notice, the film takes place in the year 2025, mm-hmm. and uh, now we have the vacuum um, in uh, in Afghanistan, and we have ISIS K that's starting to fill it up right now, which is even worse than ISIS. So what it would, so going back to the mid two thousands, I would watch these news articles and uh, and these clips and everything on TV, and I would see there's sheer brutality, especially against the women. That's what really really pissed me off. Uh, mm-hmm. They would treat women like crap, and mm-hmm. I'm going like, you know what? And a lot of times these people in ISIS and these other soldiers, uh, they would they would never get caught. They would go back into the community, and you could never find them, and they would never get caught. So in other words, justice was not served. And I'm going like, this is bad, man. This is bad. You know, in the life to come, these pieces of shit, they're going to get their justice in the life to come. But mm-hmm. I'm going like, what if we made a movie and we showed what justice would be like in this life? But you know what? The ISIS people and all these other pieces of crap, they use sex as a weapon. And I'm going mm-hmm. like, what if what if sex was used as a weapon back on them 10 times as worse? Mm. And I said, let's make a film showing just that, how justice can be served and how it should be served to these pieces of shit. Mm. Most and, that's, and that's what Rise is about. Now, the question is, how do we do this in a believable way? Okay, mm-hmm. so we have, we have to make a, a compelling story that's believable, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going like, let's do this. First of all, the people who should be getting their justice are women. So the women should be getting uh, there. And look, it's not about revenge. It's not about payback. It's about justice. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whenever you go and you, you, uh, you run a stop sign and a cop stops you, he didn't, he didn't have anything against you personally. You broke the law. So you must pay your traffic ticket. Right. Mm-hmm. So these people who murder and rape women, they must pay the penalty, whatever the law calls for. And the law calls for death. Mm-hmm. So, so I rise women. Uh, so I, I decided, um, we're going to have a group of women, and they're going to be from the United States. Some of them are from the United States. Uh, some of them are from Vietnam. Some of them are from uh, different countries, India. Um, mm-hmm. But what happens is they all come to the United States military, and they all are what I call anti-heroes. These women are anti-heroes. They're flawed women. Uh, they've been abused uh, in their life personally in domestic situations. They've been abused. And so they have like similar traits as these women overseas. So they go into the military and uh, they rise quickly through the ranks because they're very, very uh, talented women, uh, physically talented, mentally talented. And so what happens is um, they call on Congress to create a special paramilitary group to go deal with these people overseas that kill these women. And so Mm -hmm. they're looking for the best of the best women in the military. So they go through special operations and they get promoted to higher ranks. And then now this, this unit called rise is created and it's a special secret paramilitary group that goes overseas. And what they do is they seek out, they uh, bring to justice these people who have, um, you know, tortured and murdered uh, women. And so rise Mm -hmm. is an acronym and rise stands for reconnaissance, interrogation, surveillance and execution and that's what these girls are specializing in. they specialize in these special mm. techniques and they each have their individual uh specialties that they do and they're, they're mm. beautiful girls they're tough girls they're sexy girls but don't fuck with the rise girls because they will fuck your day up <laughs> you don't you don't do it you don't do it so and so what happens is this this started off and I'm, i know i'm kind of rambling but i'm trying to get to the point um mm-hmm. this started off as a short film idea and I'm going like, wait a minute. There's t- there's too much to uh, to discuss in one 20 minute short film. Yeah. We, have to, we have to expand this. So guess what we decided to do? We just out of this. Mm-hmm. So what happens is in the pilot, um, all of this stuff happens overseas. All of what we're seeing happening overseas, these girls capturing these men and uh, executing them, using sex back as a weapon at them. So what mm-hmm. happens is in the in the pilot. Um, 
their their um their term has come to an end so to speak the rise program is shutting down isis is being conquered isis is not much of a threat anymore so they shut down mm-hmm. the rise program and mm-hmm. all the girls take early retirements from the military and guess what they do they come back to the united states and mm-hmm. they can't sit still they have to they have to get justice for women so now the rise girls are getting justice for american females who have been abused by men mm. and so of course uh, they do have some pretty, pretty uh, tough tactics that they do, but it can't be like overseas. But yeah. what the Rise girls do is they make karma happen to the men who abuse these women. They don't, they don't actually kill them. Sometimes the men die; they do die. Sometimes they die horrible deaths. Mm. But but the Rise girls don't don't do that. They they let it happen. They let the men go into situations and get mm-hmm. themselves in trouble. And uh, so so far we have five episodes written and. and Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing how these rise girls work. They work underhanded under the table. You don't know they're working, but uh, mm-hmm. like I said, don't fuck with the rise girls because they will screw your day up. Mm-hmm. Now the question I want to ask is, with the actresses you decide to go and work with and use exotic dancers, um, uh, yeah, most of them are not all of them, but most of them are yes. Okay then. So what made you decide to go the route of that, especially and with ladies that may not have acting experience? Sure. So, um, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer this and I'm gonna let uh, Cynthia answer her version of it. So yeah. basically what I wanted to do, and if you look at, um, the people who are involved in our project, uh, most, if not all of them, myself included have had sexual abuse in the past. So it's part and parcel to who they are. They yeah. have a personal th- thing that they, they want to tell their story. So they're telling their mm-hmm. story through our episodes and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, it just so happens that, you know, people in the adult industry, a lot of, a lot of people, men and women have mm-hmm. that common factor. And so, like I said, not everybody is exotic dancers, but pretty mm-hmm. much everybody has abuse stories. So, mm-hmm. Cynthia, if you want to kind of elaborate on that. Mm. I am. <clears throat> Since you didn't give me no clout, I'm about to. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, uh, David, going back to saying that he wrote this in 2016, and he had approached me on Clapper for a possible acting role. Mm-hmm. And um, had kind of told me, you know, because of the graphic nature, the taboo nature, the fact that um, Hollywood's never going to accept our film because we're never going to let them tell us how to tell it. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of mainstream actresses that didn't want to be involved in it. But when he got with me and he described that to me, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I got a whole ass team. We don't, we, yeah. we got, we got this. Yeah. So that's a big part of how they ended up all being celebrity strippers because we're family. Mm-hmm. Um, one industry, one life, one love. Mm-hmm. And not to interrupt you, it makes the story more authentic. And you ladies are athletically gifted to do the strenuous training, the fight scenes and all that, because think about it, y'all work poles, y'all dance, y'all flexible, y'all stay in shape, you feel what I'm saying? So it kind we of all know that, And we all know the sexual side of it. Most yeah. of us have personally experienced it. Um, a lot of us, I mean, um, I, like I had spoken last time, I went to the college and talked about, uh, to a psych- uh, sociology class. Um, these people, mm-hmm. you know, my, these damn Texas wasps are just drive me crazy. Sorry. <laughs> That's why I screamed earlier. One of them landed in this hoo-ha area of my short. Oh my goodness. Sorry. They scare me. They're sweet. huge. They're yeah, big down here. Sweet. They look like some Jumanji ass fucking wasps down okay. here and they're red. <laughs> He's really got humidity down, down here in Louisiana. <laughs> No, yeah, I know. I can imagine this kid is in Louisiana. Woo! Mm. All right, swampland. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, North Carolina bad enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine this web car. But go ahead, fish. You were saying, baby. Um. Yeah. Well, my squirrel just turned into a mosquito. Um. I was saying. <laughs> Jeez. Lost my train of thought for a second. I might. I might not. Almost have it back. Derailed. Um. Oh, how I was saying that I was talking to the college sociology class and some of them, you know, might end up being child protective service workers and psychologists. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to go get a fly sweater. I'm not even playing. There's a lot of them out here. <laughs> um, I'm walking away. <laughs> <laughs> they, Sorry for the brief interruption sweet. brought to you by yeah. Texas Jumanji bugs. <laughs> they will stuck you dry, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my dry. goodness. Yeah, so... These people, you know, I might end up being in the industry and, or in industries that come across dancers and a lot of people judge 
us, but you know, the, the sex work industry, it's okay to watch a sex worker. It's just not okay to be a sex worker. Yeah. It's okay for there to be porn. It's just not okay for you to be the person in the porn. Yeah. Um, so, and, and a lot of, a lot of this, uh, the dancing is therapy for people because, you know, they're judged by literally everybody else. They go through traumatic mm -hmm. stuff to end up in the environment and then they never leave the environment because they're never accepted again in, in, in society. Uh, mm -hmm. because of what they they're they're tainted so mm -hmm. um it, it just it gives us a way to not not necessarily seek revenge but to educate people on what is really going on and their effect that they have they're basically bullying exotic entertainers and they're part of the problem <laughs> you know they're, yeah, they're part yeah. of the reason these girls stay in the industry as long as they do and end up in the shit that they end up in because they don't really want to be there, but they can't feel accepted anywhere else. So mm -hmm. um, it's really, really going to be a passionate story for all of us because all of us are, you know, we're big in the industry. We all have many titles. Uh, we represent the Miss Nude United States, Miss Exotic United States, International World Universe. Uh, we all have titles from all of those uh, pageants. And mm -hmm. um, we're going to be able to finally use, well, we use our titles anyway to do big things. Um, a lot of us are involved mm -hmm. in the community, doing community work. We own businesses. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, we already help uh, people that are, you know, in situations like this. But it's going to be basically, it, it, and it's it's fate. And um, it, it's very divine that it ended up like this because we're basically mm -hmm. going to be able to be ourselves on the dang TV screen, mm -hmm. except for mm -hmm. playing it, playing the role through a fictitious character. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say that these are really kind of like the best people to play these roles when you look at it. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. You're not going to find any mainstream actors or actresses, well, actors, but not actresses uh, willing, willing to do these kind of roles. Yeah. Because well, and we all already cross promote. We're all already friends. The bond on the screen is only going to deepen uh, through our mission on making this the the best project that has ever come out, because we're all we're all passionate people, and we're all passionate about the storyline, mm -hmm. and it, it's just complete insanity. And that's why I went from a possible actress role to a lead actress and associate producer. <laughs> <in Michael Lee. laughs> oh yeah. yeah, but see, with me on the outside looking in, it seems. It, one, you have a diverse cast, that's one, which means that you tap into, on the ethnicity side of things, you tap into every spectrum. How important was that when you did the writing of, of the characters? Very important, um, very important. It is very important, but going back to the divine thing, mm -hmm. I honestly just thought about my team of friends and which ones would be best fit, and it just so happened that we represent <laughs> almost every nationality. I'm telling you that God has his yeah. hands in this film. See, see, with you, you got good sense of talent, because the reason why I say that, because I've seen situations where girls put together, let's say, a porn movie, and they don't make it diverse. It's, it's right. either they're all white or... They might be all black or whatever, but they don't try to make it diverse. Y'all made a point to show that it happens in every race. It doesn't matter where you come from. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's correct. A hundred percent. And, and um, we we really, really want this. I mean, uh, David and I went back and forth because there's some really brilliant ideas that we're not going to do just because we don't. Like, we're going to tell our story. Regardless, we're telling mm -hmm. our story whether you like it or you don't like it. But there's going to be parts of our story that are, like, only available on adult platforms. Because mm -hmm. we're not going to go that extreme on mainstream. Because we mm -hmm. don't, first off, we if you're on an adult platform and you go and you unlock something, you know exactly mm -hmm. what you're unlocking. You know what you're mm -hmm. getting into. And chances mm -hmm. are you'd rather see it more fucked up than the fucked up that you're going to see. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. So, we don't so, want to put that in everyone's face because yeah, there's going to be right. a lot of people triggered by what we're doing. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of people enraged by what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. have an insanely, insanely important message to get out to the mm -hmm. world. Like not even just America, the world. This is such mm -hmm. a taboo subject. So mm -hmm. many victims don't seek help because of the judgment and the stigma that comes with admitting that that happened to you. Yes. So, or the so, fact that you're not even believed because you just must mm -hmm. be something wrong with you. You did something to deserve it. So basically, what you're saying is there's going to be two versions. You have the version which is mainstream and the version which is 
more provocative. Am I correct? That's what that's what we're eventually going for. Yes, and I'll I'll expound upon Brilliant. that a little bit. Brilliant. Let me, let me expound upon that a little bit. Um, everything that you see coming out of the Rise series, okay, um, is some of the stuff is going to be graphic, okay. So let's let's break this down a little bit, okay. Um, whenever you're talking about the rating system for Hollywood, you got your PG, you got your R, you got your rated uh, MA 13, 14, whatever it is. You got your rated X and you got your rated triple X and you have all these ratings or whatever that somebody arbitrarily puts on here. But mm -hmm. guess what, guys? Real life is rated X. OK. And uh, do you need if you're telling a story as a storyteller, you need to be true to who you are and you don't filter your story just to please somebody else. OK, so that we've decided to make a version that the mainstream, most of the population can handle. We decided to make an extreme version of mm -hmm. the ones that certain well, people it, it can was handle. Just really and it's the extended version, because it's going yeah, to be the okay. same movie, right. except for yeah. right. where we cut off and leave it to your imagination on the TV screen. Yeah. It's not right. going to be like that on on the adult site. Like yeah. you're, um, you're going to see shit flopping around, probably, you know, more so. <laughs> Right, but like, I, will tell you um, this. I will tell you this also that, um, you know, uh, there's two there's two main things that sell in Hollywood. And what are they? They're sex and their violence. Right. It's, yeah, amazing, of course. it's amazing to me that how, how many people are more willing to accept extreme violence. And I'm talking about gore. And, but they will a nude female body or nude male body. Why yeah. is that? Why is that? Let me ask you. all Why is that? Mm -hmm. the, the reasoning why, because I'm going to tell you the reason why this is my thought process. Violence humans can handle. Nudity is provocative, it's taboo. Hmm. And when you think about this is the thing that I tell people, the problem happened. Okay, I, I, I really don't want to make people pissed off, but then again, you're talking about me. I don't give a shit. The problem is when Christianity took over the world, it made a shame to be nude. It made a shame of our body. It made a shame of our sexuality. It made us shamed and that's the reason why because even in christianity it was okay to be violent to those who didn't adhere to those rules but if you notice when it came to it they repressed sexuality for example a friar or a priest could not get married a nun cannot get married mm, yes which means they cannot have sex that means you have a woman who's sitting there have repressed sexual feelings for 60 to 80 years. Mm -hmm. That's a person, you know, yes. and that's the reason why, because violence is what we have become accustomed to, but sex is what we're still learning. You feel what I'm coming mm -hmm. from? Exactly. Yes, yep. that's correct. That's correct. So getting back to the storyline and everything. So what we want to do is we want to be true as storytellers and we want to give you the full uncensored version. And let me tell you this, that in our stories, in our plot lines, in our episodes and everything, we mm. don't use violence and sex uh, gratuitously just for titillation. We don't do that. Mm. We use violence and sex to tell the story. There's a difference. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you can go on Cinemax at nighttime, HBO at nighttime, watch all the sex you want and, and have fun watching it. But is there a storyline attached to it? So yeah. most of the time, no. It's there's some little vague storyline or whatever. But our our story is about sexual abuse. So we have to show mm -hmm. sexual abuse if you want to be real yeah. as storytellers. And it's tough to watch. My God, it's tough to watch. But it's telling well, and we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of flags from. I mean, we're probably gonna end up having to have it on our own site, which is smarter anyway, uh, because then we don't have to share our profits. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, regulations against that kind of film mm -hmm. in the adult industry. But it's not per se an adult industry film. It's a fucking movie, right? Well, see, the, the only way that it would make it an adult film movie, so you can understand is if they're showing the penetration. The reason right. why I say that, because look at Monster Ball. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it one, let's keep it 100, shall we? <laughs> right. One of these movies, I'm seeing tits, I see pussy, I see dick. I was just watching Heels. I love that show. You had Wild Bill on the, t on the TV screen with the title belt, butt ass nigga, his dick hanging out underneath. You can see his dick wow. hanging up. So, to, to me, unless it's only X-rated if you're showing penetration. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Right. Because, right. You know, because th this ain't back in the day with Lucy and Arnaz. We 
<laughs> right. Oh no, god dang it. it or or you or they wearing matching pajamas. No, baby girl right. coming to the bedroom wearing some lingerie and a thong. You talking about <laughs> Exactly. Well, and another epic thing, um, and then we'll start talking more about like our characters and their backgrounds and uh roles and stuff, but uh we understand that not everybody likes watching TV, so we plan to um elaborate the script a bit more which would mm. probably end up being you know the uncut version mm. um and and publishing a book and we are also um planning to publish a comic book series mm. so that uh we can Fuck get around the... y'all be on netflix i'm just <laughs> saying i'm just saying y'all on brand with it i'm just saying because right. because when i sit here and look at all these russian films the, the African films, all these films, it's, it, it, it's along the brand of what y'all doing. You girl mm-hmm. coming from as far as censorship and all that or what have you. Mm-hmm. you know, so to me, what y'all doing is going to translate because one, like I said, we love the underdog story. Mm-hmm. We love Cardi B. Why we love Cardi B? Cardi B was a stripper. Escort mm-hmm. the whole night. Right. We fell in love with her because we we got in love with the personality and we wanted to see her win and this movie seems like that is going to make people get behind it because they're going to see these ladies they can relate to each one which i'm segueing to the characters mm-hmm. like a bunch of people i'm good and it makes them relatable especially like in the case of cynthia her background mm-hmm. from you have sam Singh. how many indian actors or actresses that you see in hollywood in porn, mm. influencers. You get where I'm coming from, right? You know? Very few. So I, I, that's just naming two people. Mm-hmm. You know. So speak to the character development. Speak to the characters, the backstories, and the whole mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Let me. Uh, let me preface. I want to. I want to take it back a couple of steps, which is going to lead ahead. back to what we're talking about now. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the uh, nationalities of all the girls and everything, ethnicities or whatever. I think I said pronounce that. So, uh, so yeah. there's one thing that all of our girls have in common. And uh, guess what? I just said it. They are females. That's the common denominator Bingo. for all of them. And the, number two, they're abused females. That's the common denominator. So we have uh, we have a Vietnamese female that's been abused. We have a Indian female that's been abused. A black female that's been abused. A white female that's been abused. So they that's their all common denominator. And an Amish and female. An Amish, and an Amish. Ooh, they, one of our girls was raised in the Amish community. Baby, we have an Amish on the move. Okay, this is gonna be good. Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so, yes, so she was actually uh, sexually assaulted in the Amish community. Oh wow, that goes on. You better believe it goes on. That's serious. Absolutely. Um. So let me um, but let me break down the characters generally speaking, and uh, Cynthia and I can kind of take them one by one. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So basically, uh, being that these girls were at special operations in the military, they all have code names. Mm-hmm. And so, if you'll notice the girls' code names, there's about six or seven girls in the Rise group right now. As of now, there'll be mm-hmm. more that come and go as the series progresses. But mm-hmm. um, all of the girls have uh, code names that were given to them in special operations or Black Ops, we'll say, because they went Black Ops. So mm-hmm. their code names are um, precious stone names. And so why would they be precious stone names? Oh, that's a good question. Because what are precious stones? Precious stones are beautiful. They're tough. They're hard. They're, they're boring and born in the fire, so to speak. Uh, well, and to, and to be per se, diamonds are created under pressure. You know, they, they used to be coal until the pressure overtook them and they became something yes. beautiful. And what we have as a result of that, of all these gemstones, are beautiful, illustrious, radiant stones that are valuable and 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 uh, priceless well that mm-hmm. describes a female doesn't it wow that mm-hmm. describes a female she's precious she's priceless she's beautiful she's tough she's hard so all of our eyes girls have particular stone names kind of uh, pretty much according to the gemstone that they're named after because if you if you go back and look at gemstone meanings you'll yeah. find that there are meanings uh, behind these gemstones so i'll let Cynthia yeah. take it from here oh lord <laughs> we can start from the top. Uh, let, uh, let me do this real quick. Okay, so so in the Rise group, okay, we have mm-hmm. uh, we have um, our main three, which is Jim. Of course, Jim is named after all gemstones. She's she's yeah. the leader of the group. And we have uh, Minx. She's the only one that doesn't have a name as a, as a gemstone. There's reasons for that. And we have uh, Diamond. So Jim, okay. Minx, and Diamond are our three main Rise girls. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the other Rise girls, they're named uh, Jade, Sapphire, uh, Ruby, Onyx, and Emerald. 
So mm-hmm. all the other girls are kind of like um, girls who are kind of like in the background. And what they'll do is they'll go on special missions, depending on what the, what the undercover mission is. They may mm-hmm. go to a strip club undercover. They may go to a pool party undercover. They may go to a, um, a frat party undercover. Mm-hmm. Um, they may go to somebody's ranch uh, in Arkansas to go rescue an abused woman who's tied in her bed for a week, which is a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of our girls, depending on their looks, depending on their skills that they have, they will go undercover under the direction of Jim Minks and Diamond. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yes. And look, some of our girls are all military trained. So we have one of them that's a helicopter pilot. Mm. And uh, all based on true story, you go look into us, a Marine helicopter. Those are some badass women, man. They are Marine yeah. helicopter pilots. They oh, are badass. Yeah. Well, some of our Rise girls are helicopter pilots. How about that? Mm. See, that's what I'm talking about. Because, because let's be honest, it's the age of the woman right now. You yes. know, when you look at the movies and 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 TV, your 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 the heroes now are the females. Mm-hmm. So you know they are. And, and why um, is that? You know why that is, Kavanaugh? Because because the, these uh these pussyfoot uh, so called men they refuse <laughs> to rise to the occasion and be the leaders in their community, be the men in their community. Do mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, women. Uh, and so women have to take up the slack a lot of times. Yes, women. Yeah. I believe women can can handle their own just like men. But you know what? There's a vacuum there, and these women having to pull up the vacuum. Mm-hmm. See that what I'm talking well, about? And, and, they that, do and it that's very good. shows how you know our real life characters are fit for the fictional characters um, mm-hmm. because of the backgrounds of some of the girls. A lot of them are already MMA trained. Um, mm-hmm. I, I personally have MMA training, kickboxing training. Um, you know, we have action. <laughs> These are bad women, god dang. <laughs> I love Jade. Jade. I love Jade so much. Jade, uh, Sam Singh plays Jade. Jade is a digital goddess in an analog world. It, she's a computer expert. And that, that, I, 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 I kind of something told me that was her character. I just did, yes. I, I just guessed it. You know, what that I'm saying? girl, and I know, look, Nimby is a badass. I do. I, oh, you're I, talking I, about I, Sam Singh. That's her character. Right. Jade, Sam I'm him. No, no, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about Jim. Because even with the pictures, you can tell she's a badass. She's like the George Papa. See, right. But of, of, of the of the 18, she always liked this God say, I love when the plan comes together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Oh, I do right. though. But you see, know? Jade. Uh, Jade, played by Sam Singh. Jade is a, is our uh, computer expert. She'll hack mm-hmm. your computer. She'll hack your phone. She'll listen to your conversation. If you're looking mm-hmm. for some information online, she'll go to the dark web. She will find mm-hmm. what she is looking for, guaranteed. Almost definitely. Who's the muscle? Well, Diamond. Diamond. Is one of, <laughs> yes, Diamond. Diamond is the toughest, uh, toughest of all. So Diamond mm-hmm. is like the toughest woman in the whole force. That would be Coyote J. Von Diva. Does the name fit? <laughs> oh, yeah, damn. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Say that name again. Coyote J. Von Diva. Look her up. I got to look her up because that name just intrigued me because that means she, she. That's the way K, right? A K-O-Y. She's like, she, she's like the, the OG in our family, in our feature mm-hmm. family. She's the OG. Mm-hmm. She don't spell take it, no shit spell that, in real life. Kavanaugh so we can look it up. Spell it for him. It's K O Y E T. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. it's K O Y O. No, just send it to me. Just send it to me. Just okay, send it I to will. me because 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 I can't look it up right now because we in the middle of this thing <laughs> here. And um, so when it comes to the the fight choreography, how y'all gonna go about that? Yes, we are actually, have fight We actually have a few um, professional schools that are coming on board. And this is for anyone, um, any business or any person that thinks that they have something valuable that they can offer our team. We are looking to make this project as low under our budget as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And um, because because of the amount of work that we're doing and mm-hmm. um, we're, we're willing to <sighs> even give credits in whatever episode that you guys help out with. So we have a mm-hmm. couple of actual uh my friend is a three-time Hall of Fame black belt champion, and he owns a karate school, and mm. he is training our girls. We have people who are retired from uh, special ops that are going to be – that are legit. They used to work for the mm. government, training on, on real tactics mm. for the movie. We have um, concealed carry weapons uh, friends that are going to mm. be 
uh, training the girls on proper weapon handling. Um, I think Ruby Ryder right now is taking some sort of uh, sword classes. For, yeah, I think uh, somebody had to have a sword out the crew. It that, right. that has to be part of it. God dang. All right. Hey, you got to have a chick with a katana. I'm sorry. That's yes, sexy. absolutely. Kill Bill, right? Yeah. That would be Ruby Ryder, and she is hot. Right. Ooh. Let me let me uh, she let me actually owns, she she owns her hotness. She's been Miss Nude United States, Miss I think she's <laughs> she's she's a lot. She has a lot of very big name titles. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yes, absolutely. Let me add this too. Um, we talked about the physical part, the fighting part, and everything. That's about maybe twenty-five, maybe thirty percent of um, all the techniques. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep in mind, uh, these girls have been trained in special ops, black ops, so they are proficient in uh, psychological. This is the main thing. We got a lot of psychological stuff in this film. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you got to keep up with the script to really pay attention to what's going on. These girls will screw your mind up when they're talking to you when they're trying to get information mm-hmm. out of you. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, mental back and forth going on with some of these girls too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they're they're more than just a pretty face that you can get in a corner and, and go make out with. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen all the time. That's not going to happen, but they will screw your world up royally, mentally speaking. Okay. Another thing mm-hmm. is, like I said, for instance, uh, Jade, or Sam, Sam plays Jade. So she's very uh, good in computer operations. Okay. So she mm-hmm. can get on a computer and find things. We have um, um, Ruby, who's also very, very versed in surveillance. Okay. So we mm-hmm. use drones. We're going to be using drones. We're going to be using thermal in- imaging cameras. We're going to be seeking. What are we doing? What, why are we doing all this? We are seeking out these pieces of shit, uh, female abusers, and bringing them to justice and by mm-hmm. all means available. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Because I'm going to ask, um, because y'all basically going to be dealing with multiple villains. Um, yes. Did you, um, just to ask this, because sometimes a lot of people try to, especially when it's a series, to deal with one villain. You feel where I'm coming from? Why you feel that it should it's best to deal with multiple type villains. Oh, yes. Right. Well, because there are multiple stories to be told. Um, You know, you have the Catholic priest who sexually abuses people. You have the date rape guy, the college frat boy. You have the police officer who oversteps his boundary. You have this, you know, the school teacher. You have the drunk dude at the strip club. You have, they're they're not all going to be the same guy. Exactly. They're all based on real stories. There there are many real stories out there to tell. Mm -hmm. These are all based on fact. Um, we, yeah. like I was saying last time, we have one of the biggest sex trafficking cases to date in Nebraska. Um, yeah. He's the only person left alive out of her entire house that she was locked into. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously not going to be the same guy playing the police officer that is overstepping mm-hmm. his authority. Right. Um, See, we, we, we want to. Okay. So, and that girl, uh, what she told me was that her whole life, she was taught that stuff like that only happens in third world countries. So it made it hurt her the perfect prey for the situation. Mm-hmm. So educating the people is what's going to help save people because they're they're going to understand that there's different, you know, like my kids, we, they used to go to church three, four times a week. The pastor always came and picked them up and took them home. I told them every time you guys are not allowed in the car by yourselves. Like, you don't know mm-hmm. just because he's a sweet guy, just because and not that he's he, I mean, he's an amazing man, but you never know. You yeah. never know. Actually, it doesn't actually, matter that's who they are. That's you always need that you say that because I want to ask David something. David, do you follow wrestling or watch wrestling at any point? Um, I used to watch it a lot with my kids, but I kind of yeah. tapered off through the years. Okay. The reason why I say this because it was interesting because this is a great show. It's funny that y'all say this. It's called Dark Side of the Ring, and it talked about Grizzly mm-hmm. Smith. Now, for some of you people that don't watch wrestling, all your wrestling fans, y'all know who it is. Grizzly Smith is the father to Sam Houston and Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This guy also was a major, you know, figure in world-class championship wrestling with the Von Erichs and, you know, Fritz Von Erich and all that. Mm. He also was a child abuser. Wow. They, they always used to make a joke, say, yeah, what, what Grizzly doing? He probably got a little girl on his lap bouncing him. Oh, and he wow. He the girls, the little girls, and the family – they thinking that, that, you know, they taking him around, you know, that he's just taking them, looking out for him, reading scripture to him, doing that, but instead he's doing naughty things to him. So it's funny that I said it, it made me think about that story when it came to, and this guy was, think about it, back in the day, wrestling we thought was fucking real. It's shit. Right. You feel me? So imagine if he's attached to it, and at one point was a great wrestler, 
imagine how much trust these families gave him with their yes. kids. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. And the Rise Girls, they fucked his ass up. But anyway, but go ahead. That would be a great. That'd be a great um, episode idea, actually. Yeah, because a lot of times the best fiction is real life. Exactly. Thank you. That's, <laughs> That's right. So let me talk. Let me talk about the tone of Rise. Okay, when we're talking about okay. the Rise series, what kind of tone are we talking about? A comedy? Are we talking about a drama? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about sci-fi, fantasy? Well, um, basically, the the uh, the jo- the genre or the tone of Rise is more of a sarcastic, um, tongue-in-cheek feel to it. Mm-hmm. And kind of like we talk about Thousand Ways to Die. I used to love to watch Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah, it's like these guys got what was coming to them. You know, all the time in the episodes. And the narrator had the sarcastic attitude in his tone. And so that's going to be some the overtones are going to be kind of like that for Rise. It's like, you know what? They got what was coming. Every dog has his day. Mm-hmm. And um, and you and they're causing their own demise. That's the cool part about it. And the Rise girls mm-hmm. are, are crafty and uh, devising ways for the abusers to um, cause themselves to get killed or turned into law, law enforcement. So um, and at the end of each episode, this is very important. At the end of each episode, we have affirmation for the victim. Okay. So the, the, the female victim of sexual abuse, the rise girls will do a brief little affirmation and tell them, Hey, look, it's not your fault. You're raped. Uh, you are worth something. You are valuable. Go out there, make a difference in your world or whatever. So we have a mm-hmm. pos- we end on a positive note for every episode. Mm-hmm. Like G.I. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) That's it. That is it. Lauren, and back to it not being a porn and us wanting it to not be super explicit as far as mainstream, we're kind of going with like a 50 Shades of Grey where we kind of tell you the storyline and then bring it up to where you take it the rest of the way with your imagination. Mm, absolutely. Let me, uh, let me, um, like, uh, Cynthia, do you want to um, briefly go over some of the episodes? I leave that to the, uh, later on because I did want to talk about one episode in particular, and that's uh, Rise of Sierra. That is uh, Sarah's personal story of sexual abuse uh, as, as, a, as a wife. And uh, it's one of the most horrific stories of sexual abuse I've ever heard in my life. And uh, that is going to be, of course, one of the explicit um, episodes we have to do, because how else are you going to tell the story unless you recreate what actually happened? Mm-hmm. Sarah, Sarah is such a strong woman, uh, Sarah Mercadante. And if, if you listen, Sarah, God bless you. Uh, she wants to actually play herself in this episode. Mm. And she wants to recreate the scenes of the rape and the anal rape and the vaginal rape and all this other stuff in the episode or whatever. And I'm going, like, Sarah, are you nuts? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to drive yourself crazy. She says, no, Dave, I got to do it. It's therapy for me. I have to do it. And her boyfriend, uh, who's a big, big stocky guy. He looks like a biker guy, whatever. He's a scary looking fellow. Let me tell you, he is scary. <laughs> um, her boyfriend, uh, will be, will be playing her, uh, her at the then time husband. She, uh, she married this guy, uh, Sarah was this guy's seventh wife. They were in Arkansas. He had about a hundred acre farm uh, with some uh, hogs on the farm. Well, uh, in questioning her husband, Sarah was going like, um, what happened to, I know all your other wives, but what happened to wife number six? Where is she at? Oh, she mysteriously disappeared. We don't know where she is or whatever. Well, there are some people around the farm who reportedly hearing screams at the hog pen and the hogs chomping on something the night she disappeared. So, hey, let's just get down to brass tacks. We know he killed his sixth wife, fed her to the hogs. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. So her body was never found. Maybe some bones or something, but that was about it. Sarah comes mm-hmm. along. Sarah's the seventh wife that comes on. But guess what? He turns into a maniac. He winds up um, uh, tying Sarah up in the bed, uh, raping her for a whole week. Uh, sometimes mm. vaginally, sometimes annually, till she was bleeding, drugs her with her son in the house. And finally, she she managed to escape one day, and she, she got to freedom. And it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. That was, uh, you know, so she wanted to recreate that whole episode. And in the in the Arise episode, we're going to bring her, her husband to justice. And you know what's going to happen? Mm. He's going to fall into the pig pen with no clothes on, and those pigs are going to fuck him, and they're going to kill him. Mm. And so he just falls into the pen, but we don't know how he falls in, but the rise girls orchestrate all that. And that's a, and that's another powerful statement right there. Um, The girls that are bringing their stories forward for us Mm -hmm. to tell are playing the actresses. The three stories that we have, we have that one. We have a preacher's daughter who was taken advantage of by people within the church. Who's going to be playing um, an an actress in our first episode. 
We have the girl from Nebraska. She wants to play her own part. She's actually been mm-hmm. to uh, a nationally recognized acting school. Mm-hmm. Um, these girls it, know that what we're doing is so important, and they are literally risking their lives coming on screen to tell their story. Yes, they mm-hmm. are. That's one thing that we wanted to be known, Kavanaugh, too. We want to let people that are part of our, we call it a franchise, the Rise franchise. We want mm-hmm. people to know there are people that are going to love this and there are people that are going to hate this. And you need to watch your back. If you get involved with what we're doing, watch your back. Because people in the sex trafficking industry, and so to speak, they don't want this to get out. They don't want it portrayed. Oh, no. Why, I, oh, I advise no. all of our cast and crew, watch your back and know what you're getting into. We'll have some documents signed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's serious stuff we're dealing with. It's not just entertainment, but it's, it's serious stuff. Yeah, because the, the, the thing about it is that you, you're attacking many things within society, from sex trafficking mm-hmm. to treatment of women um, to even, it, which is interesting because y'all now talk on a spiritual level healing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, period. Because even with the lady that is about to do this scene, this is going to be somewhat of a healing process for her. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. speak to, you know what I'm saying? Um, how much are y'all going to show in the series healing? The, you know We're going to actually show a lot of that. The whole movie is about women's empowerment. Mm-hmm. We um, plan, I know that I touched on it last time, how our first victim. Um, well, I don't know that we're going to do that with our first victim, but I know that for sure our, our third. Okay, so that would be our fourth episode. So the first episode is going to be the Catholic priest, which is going to be played by the Hugh Hefner, L.A. Hef. Um, yeah. He's been impersonating Hugh Hefner for the last 11 years professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, then our second episode, well, the first episode is going to be the pilot, obviously. So then yeah. that, that's going to be the first episode after the pilot. Then we're going to go into, we heard from the church about the animal sanctuary, the woman who used to be a feature entertainer that owns an animal sanctuary mm-hmm. that wants to turn it into an animal therapy, an exotic animal therapy uh, rehabilitation program. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to go into the strip club scene. Well, the, the girl that's, you know, she, she's a dancer. She gets taken advantage of by a customer. Um, you know, she it, d- doesn't really have any, she's a feature dancer. So she's made it to the top, but really still feels empty. Like she doesn't have somewhere else to go. And we have a lot of entertainers like that. They think mm-hmm. that all these titles are just going to make them rich and you got to yeah. fucking work and invest and you mm-hmm. end up investing a lot more than you fucking make. If for mm-hmm. like you're probably your first 10 years. Well, you don't even get into it until you're already ready to retire from stripping anyway. So it's, you know, <laughs> so with her, for instance, you know, we're going to take her one of them. We're going to take to the animal sanctuary. Um, then later on, you know, we're going to go rescue a tiger with the animal sanctuary. One of the girls is going to, that has been rescued by us is going to come. Um, you know, she's going to tell us that we changed her life, that her life's so much better, that she's a business owner now. Maybe a couple episodes later, you know, she had a problem at her business and we usually handle sex crimes, but she's one of our family now. So we go and handle her business problem. And mm. then a couple episodes later, you know, she's so successful at her business that she doesn't have to micromanage it anymore. And she wants to be, become part of the rise team. So mm. it's going to be empowering the whole way through. You can change your life. You can become something. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through, what matters, what you do with what you learned. Yes. Exactly. And our whole, yes, it's graphic. Yes. It's, it's some fucked up shit that we're going to be talking about. Um, yes. It's dangerous for all these girls, but the whole message is that it doesn't matter what you've gone through. You're still fucking worth it. Yes. Thank you. And you can right. still do it. That's right. And it's see. not your fault for the bad things that has happened to you. Yeah. See, it's all about the message. people. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. Absolutely. Most definitely. So it's like, so when do y'all, uh, so y'all right now in the midst of writing the scripts, pretty much. Um, how many well, episodes you plan because, to have? That, that's because uh, David pretty much had everything written. And then when he got with me, we turned this from a TV series into a corporation, into a movement, into mm-hmm. a non-for-profit. And we mm-hmm. are fucking shut up so yeah we had to go back and rewrite some stuff just so that we could make it all work together so we are in the process it's everything's written we're just rewriting some stuff to incorporate everything uh that has come to light since we started talking what like two months ago (laughs) right Mm -hmm. two months already and we really a month of that was really because you were kind of sick for a couple weeks and you were kind of out of the out of the loop for a little while you went on tour for a while Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. uh, so we, we, we only collaborated really about a week, I guess. Can you yeah. believe that? We only collaborated about a week so far. Well, it, it, yeah. was, about, it was really about two weeks because oh, I <laughs> worked like 21 hours a day for two weeks before I went on tour. And in mm. that 21 hours a day, you know, we got our custom clothing line. We have action figurines being made of the girls, both dressed and undressed. Dress will be available on our movie page, which is bemyfanshop.com. She said undressed. So, so, so you get to see a nude action figure. Yeah, I love this. I love this. You can have it sitting next to your TV. <laughs> um, all yep. of our girls are adult performers, so you will be able to, um, you know, when they, they tour. So you can get lap dances from them when they're on tour. I mean, you can get audio, you can look them up on their adult platforms and get custom right. smut videos if you want. Um, yeah, that's because... another thing that's historical about, about what we're doing is that, mm. you know, they're everybody i mean there, there's guys that call me and i'm a cam model and they're like oh there was this one shower scene where the girl was rubbing her toes in the shower drain and it's only like 15 seconds long because i watch it because they make me go watch it and i'm like how are you jerking off to this wow but they've been doing it for 20 years and they've been trying to find somebody we to reenact it so here i am rubbing my foot in the shower drain um hey, but they have great imagination Men have great imagination, I'm telling you. <laughs> they do. Yes, they do. There's something for everybody out there. Yes. You ain't never Yeah, lied. so, I mean, all of those, you know, there's so many films that guys are like, oh, this chick, you know, I've been doing this for years to this chick. and But but they're not going to have to use their imagination because all of our girls are available for that content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, our girls are going to thrive through the movie itself and the income there, but they're also, their names are going to, it's, it's just insane because we're really changing all all of the actresses that are in this movie their lives are going to be changed through the movie as well it's not just about us saving victims it, 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 the, the actresses lives are going to be insanely changed I'm say the biggest message that y'all given to me the most important message you see y'all ain't, think about, y'all ain't think about this well the most important message is that you need to be aware of your surroundings oh yeah you need to put trust in people but not to the point where you get yourself into a situation that jeopardizes your life. Mm-hmm. You need to be feel that you're free to come to someone and mm-hmm. that someone is going to be there for you and that mm-hmm. justice will be served, whether it be you be so fucking successful that they can't stand it or mm-hmm. they end up hurt. <laughs> like one of the two, like I feel that both of them would be justice. You know, you, you superseded anything and everything that that person could have ever dreamed of fucking doing. Or mm-hmm. they just got their ass kicked, you know, oh, yeah. um, that it's not your fault. You are worth it. You can change your life. A- anybody that's listening right now, you can decide that your life fucking sucks. And you have the option to change it when you wake up tomorrow. Yeah. That's Period. Right. That's what I was going to say is this. You just killed the misconception that porn stars can't become actresses. They can't. Yes. Or strippers cannot move beyond and become mainstream. You feel where I'm coming from? Think about this for a second. Sylvester Stallone started in porn. Look mm-hmm. where he at now. Right. That's right. You me? But you hear nobody talk about it. That's right. These are going to be rising, becoming actresses. Who knows? Y'all might end up being booked for other movies off the strip of this. Right. Come I have a feeling that this shit's going to be so big that Coca-Cola is going to want us doing damn commercials or something. Y'all going to have a rise universe. Stop playing. It's Marvel. <laughs> Y'all gonna have a, Jim will have a standalone movie. That's right. You never know. That's right. Hey, I might have a documentary of my actual life. I know we're doing flashbacks, but that ain't going to be enough to tell my story. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, because see what ended up happening is like what's going on with uh, Game of Thrones. They're now going back. Just like with Star Wars, they went back to the with with Darth Vader was a kid. Mm-hmm, right. Once we once we get to know you, we gonna want to know the actual story. And that's right. but that's the thing. That's the thing. We're telling that story in our thing. There's gonna be flashbacks yeah. of shit that happened to me when I was a child in our movie. Yeah, you gonna have fans be like, "We want the whole gym movie." <laughs> We want the whole jail movie. It happens. I'm telling you. Right. Well, they because, already want me to because, have a, a reality show. They already want yeah. cameras following me all the time. Because when I leave my house, okay. So you're on my clapper, right? Did you see that? Uh, yeah. The paintball shenanigans after yeah. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's like and every the, time I leave my house. So people really want me to have a reality TV show. And the beta fish. The beta fish. 
And the oh, the beta that fish, that was fucking it. horrible. I can't even believe that guy. He was like, oh, that happens all the time. We clean them out every day. And I'm like, you have like t- over 10 dead fish just floating in here. Like horrible fuck? sales tactic, by the way. If I was working there and someone came and said something about the dead fish, what would, what do you think would happen? They would instantly get taken off the fucking shelf because, yeah, that's fucking dumb as shit. Oh, my God. You see, He's like, oh, that's normal dead. and went about stocking shit. Like, really, you're worried about how the dog food looks on the fucking shelf, not the 10 dead fish in the front fucking door? Wow. That is crazy. Thank you, PetSmart, for that traumatic experience. Oh, it was PetSmart. That's even worse. Oh, my God. (laughs) Y'all folks know how to keep the fish alive. (laughs) You PetSmart. I understand you was Walmart. No, you PetSmart. You specialize in that. Right. Yeah, he's like... Well, they come like that in shipping, so you just put the dead ones on the shelf to make it look like you got stock? What the fuck went wrong there? Wow. And then, so the other part, like I said, is that y'all still are dancing and being featured dancing when all it, when, when all this drops. You feel what I'm coming from? So it's kind of like, once again, you're killing a lot of misconceptions. You're killing a lot of stigmas. You're, you're, a lot. You Especially can't... with them thinking that we're just a bunch of dumb cum buckets because we're only fans models or, you know, AVN models or something like that. They just really think that we just don't have any value in life and we couldn't do anything else with our lives. And that's what we, we resorted to. Go get a real job, you know, basic mm-hmm. fucking one liner that I mean, there's no creativity in that. <laughs> it is right. a real job. It's a really good paying job, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you can't be a dummy in this business because you got to manage your money. You got to manage the numbers. You got to make content. In the case of ladies mm-hmm. that, that they are featured dancers, they got to get outfits. They have to hit the gym. And yeah. you're going to say it's. Speaking uh, of outfits, I just and, and um, the other thing that I just said. Um, I actually have a coffee mug and t-shirt for sale on, I, I am a business partner with BeMyFansShop.com. You can mm-hmm. find it if you just go to that. But BeMyFansShop.com slash XVidChat is the direct little store location. Mm-hmm. I um, I own 50% of a cam, cam model company. Um, and then JustDamnSexy.com is a friend of ours. And he is actually um, any leather outfits or heels or anything that we need for the movie he's giving it to us at his cost so um definitely go and support him if you want to support us while you're supporting him if you go to the rise girls movie page you can find our referral link and the movie gets 10 percent kickback mm-hmm. for um any purchases that are done on that site and rise uh, rise movies uh, rise movie girls.com we'll rise girls movie yeah. rise girls movie.com yes rise girls movie.com and um we have an indiegogo set up if you want to donate uh, to the fundraising effort oh yes and please yeah don't. i do want to say because the last time we talked we were trying to raise twelve thousand dollars that we have two people who have stood up and said when we're ready to start filming they're going to fund the movie but mm-hmm. we're also still trying to come up with funds to pay these actresses for all the work that they're putting in, that they're taking out of their real job. Um, we do have business packages. If you want your name on our site, on our in our movie series, um, let, let's say that, uh, you know, right now we're, we're working on training and stuff for the pilot. So you have, let's say you have a gun armory and you want to donate some weapons. We're going to take that donation, put you on the back of our T-shirt as a sponsor, we're going to put you in the credits at the end of the movie and we're going to work together as a partnership. Like I said, we're trying to make this as inexpensive as we can. Um, if you are just a business that doesn't really have anything that you can add to the movie and to the production itself, but you want your name, you want that clout of being in there as a sponsor, we have opportunities for that too. And you can find them all. If you go to our Facebook, which you can find that by going to risegirlsmovie.com. Most definitely. So I enjoyed this. Um, like I said, you'll be hearing these people again. We probably they probably bring in more people onto the show to talk about this. This is an ongoing process, and I am so blessed to be on the journey yeah. to see how this unfolds. I want to say yeah. thank you to both of you to allow yes. the Smokers Lounge to be one of the places that y'all talk in depth about this. Absolutely. You're actually you the number one. Us. Everything gets dropped on this podcast before it gets dropped anywhere else. Just so go. y'all know, you at the right spot. Oh, yes. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. So tell everybody where they can find y'all. RiseGirlsMovie.com. You can even Google Rise Girls Movie. And I, I just did yep. it earlier today to see if we pop mm-hmm. up. 
um, and one yep. of our little trailers that has the SUV and the airplane that was like, if you see this in your town, you know, somebody's about to get their ass kicked. <laughs> um, that, that one pops up. You can find us on Instagram, Clapper. Um, yep. yep. That's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Clapper. And the website's pretty much the main ones. And that's yep. it is, and that's what we do. So with that being said, people, you know how we do it. You know how we always end it. Life is a learning experience with the point of the experience. If they learn anything, smoke this over. Thank you both for coming to the lounge. And once again, I am honored and humbled to be the number one spot for the Rise Girl movie. Thanks for having us. My yeah, pleasure. Absolutely. Y'all take care. Goodbye. You too. Right, see ya. <laughs>